That's cool. Playing on? What are you playing on? Working on that um, for the last couple of weeks. Cool. Very challenging. Very strange chord movements. Yeah. How challenging? Yeah, so that's really the most interesting thing that's been going on with me. What's happening? Hello. Um. Um, uh, Chuck Norris. 86, really? Yeah. Yep. That year, but I think I probably saw 2010, the sequel to 2001. Oh, how was that? Um, it was, it was a pretty beautiful production. I saw it in a giant screen theater. <clears throat> yeah, it was but, yeah, it was, it was amazing. If you like space and planets and spaceships and shit, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that kind of stuff. What about was Hal in there? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. And uh, Dave was was back in the Star Child, and um, I think yeah, it was a, a little a little puzzling. I think it makes sense if you watch the movies in sequence, but they diverge from the. Book, but and uh, it's not a big deal. Yeah, so Hale's in there, and um, um, you know, are they going to different planets, terraforming? Yeah, I think they they convert Jupiter to a star. Oh, because there's some life on Europa or something like that that um, is gonna <clears throat> be the next thing. Interesting. And so then Hal. Plus, David Bowman, the astronaut, mm -hmm. are somehow combined into the star child that's going to serve as a god for this new solar system mm. with Jupiter as the sun. <laughs> like, like, yep, that, that's, that's the plot. Star child, huh? <laughs> but then somehow, you know, Hal has, has a core you know, issue with his programming because he's got a backdoor from the military that um, gives him a schizophrenic cognitive dissonance or some something something that there's a the military had um, so that that's why Hal went insane because he had a Manchurian candidate type of a program override that was fucking up his, like, normal ethical circuits or his, mm -hmm. like, um, behavioral circuits. Anyway, it's a interesting. Um, interesting thing because, you know, that Kubrick was involved in just, you know, has, and, and Clark, it's like two of the heavy hitters of all time, like sitting around a table with pens, you know, it's just amazing. Was this a movie where there was a lot of CGI? I think the the, the 86 movie 
had more than uh, see the original was all practical effects mm. um, and exquisite and cost millions of dollars um, I think the I think the 86 one did have CGI but I think it was kind of a hybrid of um, CGI and model miniatures because it was more practical just to make a model of the spaceship or grab the one from the the storage unit from 1969 and put a camera on it, you know? Oh, interesting. But the planets, I think, were a combination of um, NASA imagery and CGI. Oh, interesting. And then some, you know, I think digital compositing was the thing. They didn't do it all CGI. Mm. But it's very effective, it sounds like. It was very moving. Um, it wasn't, like, uh, mind-bending and harrowing like the first one. But it was interesting. Mm. You know, Kubrick wasn't there to do it. Which is always probably a criticism that people have, just like Star Wars with George Lucas. You know, anyways, that's another story. But, yeah, that's cool. And the soundtrack was pretty cool. Call. Okay. I really don't recall. Hmm. I think I was just... Um, kind of such a fan for you know ever since i was a kid of 2001 to have a sequel to the movie in the theater was just like what wait no way mm. you know like I, I don't like for me like bradbury and arthur clark uh they were they were the first and foremost greatest you know yeah, and you know what? That's interesting because I'm um, I've been getting into Isaac Asimov lately. Yeah, I was late on Isaac Asimov, but I'm I'm I like the robots. I like Foundation. I, I think it's strong. I I missed out, you know, when I was a kid. I I don't know why it didn't appeal to me. Foundation trilogy. Just and and he, Asimov didn't really. Um, I'm not sure if I got turned off by Foundation or what it was, but yeah, it, it took me a while, but eventually I, I grew to appreciate Asimov. Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah, I think, you know, Clark had the, sort of this hard science but, you know, kind of like the science was the story, you know, so I liked that. And then Bradbury was like horror, you know, kind of impressionism. And um, imaginative, you know, used like interesting metaphors. And also, too, you know, he had, you know, a horror background and kind of had, you know, that um, suspense um, element in his, in his sci-fi. Interesting. I then, it was a big deal, too. Back in the 80s, there was a Martian Chronicles miniseries so kicked ass. Oh. Yeah. 
Martian Chronicles. Yeah, starring Rock Hudson. Really? Yes. And were you ever a fan of the Invaders? Do you remember that? That was from the fifties and sixties. The Invaders. Yeah, go check that out. Um, I may have seen it in a book. I, I don't remember any ever seeing it. Okay. The stuff I remember, like seeing like stuff from the sixties when I was a little kid, was like, um. Uh, the Avengers? Was that like a British spy show? Mm. That's something I haven't seen in a very long time. Is it like James Bond? Yeah, yeah. Um, hard to say. I remember too, there, you know, The Prisoner was a big deal in the 70s, but I think it was... Rerun from the late 60s. I remember The Prisoner. Remember number one, everybody was a number? Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. And then they had that, uh, some kind of a AI robot that would encapsulate them like a immune system. Oh, really? On, on what show? Uh, the prisoner. Really? Yeah, yeah. If he if he like got out of out of the the bay hmm. from the village and tried to swim away, they would come and capture him with these bubbles. Interesting. Oh, I remember that. I do. That was freaky. I was like, how did they do that, you know? Like, especially back then when you're younger, you look at it and you're like, that's magical, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I didn't know bionics weren't real. And, you know, why not Bigfoot, you know? <laughs> well, that's why I wanted to get... Of course, the, Bigfoot would be bionic. That's that why sense. I got the $6 billion, six billion dollar man. I got that, um, that action figure because, you know, I was like, I want one. You know, you have the six million dollar man. Yeah, the the action figure, and then it got destroyed in a fire. So oh. yeah. yeah, that had the different modules of bionics you could put in. Yeah, man, it was awesome. His eye was like glass piece. You know, um, he opened up his chest. He had a computer in there. You know, he had circuits. And it was printed on a sticker. That was funny. That was the funny part. It was like, it wasn't even like 3D printed parts. It was a sticker. But you're like, still cool, you know? I wonder if there was a Bigfoot. Probably not. I'm not sure. Yeah, man, great memories. I got to see the Martian Chronicles now. What am I in for? Oh, there's there's a bunch of kind of short stories okay. all regarding Mars. You know, early, like the very earliest, um, you know, 
contact with the Martians and then sort of like the colonization. Um, and yeah, it's a, a, you know, kind of a, um, it's got some dramatic parts of, uh, you know, kind of seventies, early eighties. Yeah. Oh, cool melodrama stuff but it, yeah I bet it has a great soundtrack I'd love to see that I haven't seen it for so long and I say I'm such a fan I've listened to Led Zeppelin Presence 900 times but I've only watched Martian Chronicles once oh there you go you gotta check it out I wonder if it's on Netflix or on Hulu you know um, yeah I sent you I just sent you the intro to The Invaders So check that out. That's a cool show. Let's see. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't joined Robin Hood yet. They're, they can be incomplete. The Invaders. Blitz? No, what's that? Spit and Marty Croft's first show. Really? Yeah, it was a, sort of a... A band of aliens. Oh, really? But they were like these big kind of puppet characters, Sid and Marty Croft, you know, like puff and stuff. No, I don't remember. Season one opening credits and theme song. Yeah, check out the invaders, man. Open the intro. searching for the invaders. leagues under the sea and all of that or am I thinking of someone else it might be might be um, yeah like like special effect action shows yeah. okay I got some nice planet models awesome flying saucer model lights it's beautiful the invaders have a yep. No, they got a that what when he's in the car. That's uh, that's called. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, most of those. Yeah, I think they call it cinemascope. There's there's a technique where you do basically rear projection. Oh. So you have a car in the studio and a screen behind you. Um. 
or I, I think I might have that name wrong. I'm going to continue on here. Yeah. Yeah, he's... Not even just a neighboring solar system from across our galaxy. It's an entirely another galaxy. It's a different galaxy. Jack Parr. Jack Lord. Yeah, he's Erwin Allen. No, this was Queen Martin. Queen Erwin Martin. Allen was the land of the giants, mm. and um, journey to the center of the earth and things like that. As Erwin Allen, Quinn Martin, I think had had like cop action shows normally. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to Wikipedia that. Now. Yeah, he, it's about an architect, David Vincent. He learns that there's a secret alien invasion underway. And he's always going to people within the Air Force and the government, and everybody's always thwarting his, trying to thwart his demands and um, working with them. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, so trying to, like, he might be getting betrayed or giving himself away to spies. Yeah. Honeypots. Quinn huh. Martin, Wikipedia. Here we go. Died in 87. Oh, he had television series from 59 to 1980 and continuous yeah. production. Um, Quinn Martin Productions. Okay. Um, the Fugitive, 12 O'Clock High, The FBI, The Invaders, The Streets of San Francisco. I watched that shit. Cannon, I watched that. Barnaby Jones, I watched that. So he must have been in with... Um, uh, Stephen Cannell, really? the writer. Yeah, he wrote everything. Um, he created a lot too, but uh, yeah, they must have been they must have been mobbed up. Yeah, check it out. Um, there's episodes on YouTube. That you could see, um, you know, people might say it's cheesy for this time, but it was really reflecting the Cold War era, you know. So if you're interested in so, Cold... Yeah, what are the aliens up to? How are they hiding in plain sight? They look like people? They look what like they? people. There's no masks. There's no makeup. They just look humanoid. Yeah, look, yeah it's like, it's, it's, it's a <laughs> convenient premise because they can show some models in the intro and a bunch of commercials and then sit and have actors talking for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to use your but imagination. It, People get zapped. Use your imagination. Yeah, it you, does. You buy into the, trying to 
see if there's, you know, see, that's the thing that made me mad about Twin Peaks is there wasn't really any other dimension that was going to do anything. They were never going to go to resolve the whatever, yeah. what's going on. Like, there was no there there. It was just a whole bunch of texture and no actual but story. That's interesting that you say it's an interesting premise because, you know, um, you know, people get zapped, you know, and there's all this special effects going on for the time that you could accomplish, you know, in the 60s, 50s. Um, but it's interesting, you know, you have to use your imagination. The invaders, they're coming from a dying planet, see? They're escaping. So they want to come to our planet, see? Listen to me, I'm behind the machine. It's so crazy you asked me about these things. The uh, 180-day uh, countdown to UFO disclosure, the Galactic Federation news, the blue UFO sighted in Hawaii. I just talked about this on my podcast. I just made two, ep two, two segments about this on my, on my podcast yesterday. I haven't even released this yet. It makes so much sense. We're both in sync on this, man. The other cool thing is, is that two or three days ago, some Harvard uh, scientist or something also admitted that in 2017, we were visited by an alien. So more and more of this stuff is spilling through. I think it's kind of conditioning the minds of the skeptics and the naysayers into accepting these, these ideas. What's crazy is that it's been denied for so very long and now all of a sudden it's like oh yeah okay yeah by the way we were lying but but no one's paying attention to that it's not like well how, why don't we hold you know how come we can't hold you accountable to this what about all the contactees and abductees they're in mental institutions it, it, those poor people they need to have vindication voicemails to man from washington dc boldly go where no Tiberius Kirk. Holy goodness gracious in life, girl. Oh, yeah. 